Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. And welcome to Secure the Insecure, the podcast where I say it's okay to not be okay. I'm Johnny Seifert, and every week I'm joined by one very special guest. My guest this week started her career at community radio station MKFM in Milton Keynes before moving to the number one hit music station where she now hosts a lunchtime slot Monday to Saturday afternoons on Capital FM. I'm delighted to welcome to Security and Secure, my favourite TikTok star of the moment, it's Amy Vivian. <laughs> Hello, Amy. Hello, cool. What an intro. Big me up some more. <laughs> wow, that's it. MKFM. I, do you know what I love is when... You get people, and I work in radio, you work in radio, is when you hear people who've worked in community radio, local radio, hospital radio, it isn't the fact you just walk into Capital and there's your job. No, 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 definitely not. <laughs> that's not quite how it works. But that's what people think. People think, oh, yeah, they give it to anyone and it's easy. And you've got people who go, oh, I want to be a presenter. Oh, do you know what? I'm going to be a radio presenter now. And you're like, right, what have you done to do that? Or you yeah, just think you're yeah. going to walk in? All oh, right, okay. Oh, what station do you want to be on? Anyone? Just I'm just going to be a presenter. No, not really how it works. <laughs> well, also, people do say, I'll be on Capital Radio 1. You're like, okay, what about all the other stations? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are loads more. <laughs> there are loads more. They're all around. And also, there are different levels. There's hospital, there's community, there's local, there's student. It isn't you've yeah. got to work at the biggest uh, station. You want to work, actually, in the one that fits you. Of course, and that's whenever anyone says to me, oh, I want to be a presenter, my, my number one advice is figure out who you are and what you like and what radio station, like what, what music you like, more importantly, because you can't fake being you. And if you are trying to fake it, everyone will cross on to the fact that you're trying to fake it. <laughs> and also, you might not necessarily like the music. You know, you might have grown exactly. up and matured with your music taste. And also, you might not even like music radio. You might like speech radio. Yeah, you might just want to have a little chat for 15 minutes straight, like we do. They do on LBC, or you might want to have a little sing song during the like when the songs are playing and muck around with your producer, which is about 90% of my life. 
<laughs> exactly that. Exactly that. So I want to get to there, but I suppose, as you've just said, Mucky Manager Producer is where it begins because it's all reflected in what you listened to growing up. Because there was that moment for you when you were like, I want to work in radio. Before you got to community radio, you'd have had to listen to the radio first of all, which, disclaimer, I know a lot of people who work in radio who have never listened to the radio. It's one of my favourite things of those people who do not listen to the radio, yet they work in the industry. Yeah, 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 yeah. So where did it all come from you? Who were you listening to growing up? So, (laughs) funny enough, I grew up on, like, Eminem, 50 Cent. My dad always used to play that in the car. Um, <laughs> it was it wasn't like a normal childhood. <laughs> when everyone else was listening to like the Jam and the Police, my dad was playing Eminem's encore album to me. Yeah, it was always very much like free to listen to what you wanted. And then obviously when you go to uni and you hear like the pop bangers, Mario, Let Me Love You, Tiny Temper, Miami Tribeca, like that's when I was like, oh damn, this is what I love, cheesy pop music, like yeah. So today was a really very becomes. sunny day today, and the only way I can kind of put music to a sunny day is I listened to the Venga Boys this morning, then Black Lace, oh. both their albums, because it was sunny. Yes. Yes. We um we played um, this song, well, this new Five Seconds of Summer song that I played today on the show, and it just, you know, music just sounds different in the sunshine. Well, this is what Kistory, which is the number one digital radio station at the moment, I think it's got too many listeners, History blows up when the sun comes out. It's the perfect backdrop to when it's sunny outside. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting. Like, we find when the sun's out, our interaction levels, the amount of people that are texting us, um, DMing us on Instagram, go through the roof. Well, because what happens is, is that, I don't know if it still happens, actually, but I'm thinking as a child, when we used to go to the beach in the summer, people would take a proper radio, a boxed radio, yeah. and put it in the beach for everyone to kind of hear around them. But obviously, we'd all hear it. And you would put on Capital, or you would put on Radio 1, because those are the big yeah. stations of the mainstream music. Yeah, exactly. And then, and you're just familiar with that. You'll go to, you, you sort of have like a go-to radio station. That's it. So what was your go-to radio station when you were growing up? Um, I have to say it was um, either Radio 1 or it was back in the day when Heart wasn't Heart and we used to have Horizon um, back in Milton Keynes with Thunder Jim, I remember, and he used to go out and about and it was like no one used to have proper local radio stations. So I grew up on that and I never forget, like the first time I ever went on the radio, I was about 15 and I called in on the school bus one day and I'd been to a Robbie Williams concert at the MK Bowl and I was like, oh, I went here, it was amazing, blah, blah, blah. And then I got called into the head teacher's office because basically I'd called one of the guys hot and some parents had complained. <laughs> but that was like my first ever radio debut. And I was like, that's so cool. They just have random people calling up and chat to normal people. Well, do you remember the first moment? I, we're going to jump around. And if you love radio, you're going to love this conversation. If you don't love radio... Um... Yeah, <laughs> Anyway, uh, I remember doing hospital radio and I remember the first time I touched a fader and then I got in the car, because it was a Sunday I did hospital radio, and I got in the car afterwards and I put on the Sunday surgery with Alan Tayden-Jones, who's now the boss of Radio 1. And I remember saying to my mum in the car, they're putting the fader up now, that's how they get into a song, they're playing on the cart walls, they've got a screen and that's the carts and that's the uh, button they've just pressed. And it was mind-blowing to me that I'm touching this button like they were doing Radio 1. Yeah. It, it, it's really surreal when you first walk in there. And a lot of my friends or and like even my family, when I've shown them around the Capitol Studios, they're like, so you use all of that. You do it yourself. You you do the buttons yourself. Yeah, I do everything myself. I, like, if I need to record, I do it myself. You know, it, it, And it, it's mind-blowing to some people. 
it, you put the mic phone up, you're in control of that, and then you're speaking to millions of people. Well, I was going to say, don't show off too much because I bet you, you do not know <laughs> what 90% of the buttons are. And also, you have no idea how the technology actually works. You know that the fader goes up and the oh, microphone's yeah. live, but you have no idea what's going on backstage. There's a little button in front of me that sort of en- that goes straight to engineering. If anything goes wrong, I'm pressing that straight away. Hello, it's Amy, help me. <laughs> so I've got on speed dot on my phone, my family, my best friend, presenters that I work with, and engineering, and the reception Love for that. the building. Yeah. Because you're right, you are on the phone to them straight away, like they're your best friends. Yeah, or you're like, I- I'm always like, hi guys, me again. <laughs> And how often is it? Can you just turn the computer screen on and off? Or have you rebooted the computer? No? Oh, oh, it works. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, it was as simple as that. Yeah, I should have tried that myself. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. So which radio presenter was it for you then? Who was the one person that you were like, I want to be them on the radio? Um, I loved listening to Fern Cotton. And Chris Moyles is like, my idol, loved him. Obviously, he works in the same building, so I, like, I see him every now and then. And listening, waking up, listening to him and just how free he, he is on the radio. That was for me where it all, like, where I think in my mind, even though I didn't really know I wanted to do radio presenting until I was at uni. But if, I think it was like in the back of my mind, just listening to them and how cool it was that they just went and chatted about their lives and chatted to other people, but on the radio. See, this is what I love. Chris Moss for me, is the same. And... I've been listening to him now for 16 years and I've been setting yeah. an alarm at 6.30 for it. And there's our generation... So going back a couple of generations, James Whale was like the godfather of radio and Chris Moore's trained with James Whale at Radio Air. And James Whale inspired people like Chris Evans as well. So you had him. And then if you think, Chris Moyles, how many people who work in radio now all because of him? It's incredible. Yeah. But then the next generation, since... Greg James and Grimmy and Will Manning and uh, Roman, obviously, and everyone else on the other networks are now presenting. It's like they haven't got what we had. We were in a, such yeah. a special time of radio that it's kind of veered off from that. Yeah, 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 I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, they, there was this, like, niche a couple of, like, however long ago that was, 10, 15 years ago. But I still think it's the same because we'll look back now in 10, 15 years and there will be those types of people. I mean, we've inspired people, you know. I'd like to think so, but I think because everything's so online with TikTok and YouTube now as well, that I feel like people who work in radio are working in it because it's a medium, and they don't do it for the love of the pure radio that we had of, I want to be the next Chris Moyles, or I want to be a producer, and I remember listening to producers on radio and when it's zoo format, and that's what I want to be part of, that zoo. Yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. Well, it's just different, it's changed now, like you said about, you know, influencers and You've got people that are doing it because it's just another form of media. It's important. You can't, you almost can't just be a radio presenter anymore. You have to, you need to be on socials in some way. You need to, you know, get your profile out there, that kind of thing. Yeah, and we're going to talk about that in a bit because I want to know all about your TikToks. Uh, but oh God. let's go back a bit to when you left MKFM and got to Capital. So what happened in that journey to get there? When I left uni, I was moving back home, going to work for my dad's business didn't really know what I wanted to do, but just like that, like, you know, that's cool. I'll just do that. But because I like loved student radio and MKFM had just set up, I thought, oh, well, this will be a bit of a laugh and something to, for me to like do, fill my time with when I'm not, like, you know, I've moved back home. A lot of my mates from home were still either at uni or traveling. So I started volunteering there and I'd go and work for my dad in the day. And then I'd leave at half three and I'd go and volunteer. And I did the drive time show after like six months. I was lucky enough that they gave it to me. 
And I just did that for, for like two, three years. And purely because of the love of it. And I like, you know, I got to go to the theatre and meet some really cool people and do some interviews with the actors and stuff. And then basically one day, just um, out of the blue, um, somebody who I, somebody who knew like the owner of MTFM, who ran it, he worked at Global and he saw a YouTube video of me and showed it to one of the bosses at Global who was in charge of like t- looking after talent and basically they watched this YouTube video of me and that was it. They called me in to do a demo. And never did I think that I would ever end up seeing the afternoon presenter five years later on Capital. It still blows my mind now. That <laughs> is amazing. And it, and it shows that it's just having that portfolio, just be doing something, anything, whether it's YouTube, a podcast, TikTok, just do something so you've got portfolios go, this is me, if you ever yeah. come across me. Completely. And, and that's where, like, it's important you... I think it's better to figure out who you are and what you what you like before you start doing that because then you'll really be you and you're always going to be the best version of yourself. Completely. I completely agree with you. And also, it's like, don't just do it for the sake of it. Like, for me, I'm pure showbiz. There's no point in yeah. me even trying to get into politics, whereas there's a lot of people completely. who do, oh, I'll do politics and I'll do a bit of showbiz and I'll do this. And it's like, no, specialise in one thing. Be a big fish in a little pond, not a little fish yeah, in a big pond. Completely, yeah. Like, that, I'm the same. Like, for me, it's all about pop culture and the capital world as, as such it's not a a chore shall we say like in the morning i'm on my phone looking on instagram and i'm following justin bieber anyway just because i like justin bieber love justin bieber i should say like love him um so it's not like i'm not going oh god i've got to think of something i don't know any artists i don't listen to them i that's my life i love i love going on tiktok i love all of the stuff to do with the kardashians a bit like you show busy so it, it makes sense that I'm on a radio station that talks about popular culture. And it's being immersed in it. I can't switch off because my life is everything to do with what I do as a job. So I yeah, watch Love yeah, Island yeah. and Married at First Sight, not for the job, although I like to blame it on the job sometimes. Uh, but uh, if yeah. I have to get out of a family meal or I yeah, can't sorry. see fans, oh, Love Island finals on tonight. Oh, I can't, I've got to watch it for work. I, uh, oh, do I say it? I'll say it and I'll get in trouble later. I'll get out Christmas dinner and go, I've got to watch EastEnders for work tomorrow because I'll be talking about it and it's a big episode, but I'm really sorry, but I need to watch it for work. That's so bad. It is bad, no, but it's such a good excuse. But that's it. I, I know if I go on holiday, I'm still reading The Sun Online, The Man Online, Twitter, Instagram, because yeah. I enjoy it. And yes, I've made a career out of it and I'm very lucky to have this script, but it is my life. You can't take that away. You can't switch yeah. off. Yeah, completely. Completely. That, 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 and that's exactly how it is for me. I'm... I'm on Instagram, I'm looking at these things and, um, you know, my mates are texting me about their failed dates, so why am I not going to talk about that on the radio with other people who are listening because that's the kind of thing that they like? Well, that's a very good point that you make and my friends know this as well. If you're going to tell me anything, don't expect that that's not going to become a feature and I might by accident use your name because I've forgotten to change it, but I will be talking about that story on air. Yeah, yeah, all the time. My friends know now there's a chance that they their stories will crop up on it. <laughs> content. Always thinking content. Um, Always thinking of the content. And what about you as a person, Amy? Because my life revolves around the radio. Let me take you through this, okay? Number one... I do everything to the minute and I'm always five minutes early. I can never be late. And if I'm less than three minutes to where I need to be, I start stressing. So I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to panic. Secondly, my life is like a running order. So 
when I see a friend, there's two things I do. First of all, I always know what I'm going to talk about with them. So I've always got on my notes the friends I'm about to see, the topics we're going to be talking about. Usually it's three or four themes I'm going to talk about. Maybe it's a person, maybe it's something that's happened to me, but I've always got a list. And everyone knows when I see them, here's my list I'm going to be talking to you about. And then I've always got a meeting. So I'll see you and then I'll put you in the dive for three months time like I'm booking a radio guest. So my life is like a radio and yeah. my family find it really weird and I'm like, but I don't know any other way and I love this, but I know it is basically a radio show for me. That's the way I see it. Yeah, uh, mine's pretty much the same. Does that make you feel better? Uh, y- yes, because it means that I keep thinking that I've got mental health problems and it oh. makes me realise I'm actually just quite normal. Because the thing is, you'll know, when you work on radio, it is all consuming and as we like said earlier we we don't switch off technically where there are days where you do not switch off from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to sleep because things are going on on your phone you're screenshotting it used for the show the next day so my my mornings are literally timed to receive so when my alarm goes up it's like right you've got 10 minutes to go feed the dog make your cup of tea then i'm working for like an hour and a half then i'm getting ready and then i've got an hour, 45 minutes, I have to schedule to go and walk the dogs before I have to leave to make sure I've got 15 minutes to drive to the station, get on a train, have an hour and a half in the studio before I go on air. Like, So if you're trying to see me, well, we're not always... I don't just go, go to work and my show's one till four and I finish at four. I could have meetings, I could have voiceovers to do, I could have an event to go to that evening. So I do get pretty booked up. So, yeah, all of my friends know now, you need to book me in. And um, when you ask me to do something last minute, the chances are I'm going to say no because I can't get to it in. And it, it, it must be a radio thing to have your life scheduled out like that, right? Well, this is why people who leave radio end up working with trains because it's all about schedules <laughs> and numbers. David Lloyd, I don't know if you know who David Lloyd is. No, I've not heard He's that. He's the head of Boom Radio, but he does uh, he does an amazing podcast called David Lloyd's Radio Moments, and it basically interviews all radio presenters for like an hour. But anyway, he did a whole blog post about this, about how, you know, trains come at a certain time and there's a schedule, and that's like what we do in radio. And we are all about the schedule. Yeah, completely. And I'm to the point where, um, and, like, and I find this, it's something I've learned actually, like for a, a positive, of when something like serious might happen in your life, if you've got to have serious conversations, if we go on the radio and put our mic up without any idea what we're going to say, or something's like we've just seen some breaking news and we literally put the mic up straight away, we're not going to... Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market thought through what we're going to say it's the same in life if you're thrown a curveball that you didn't expect to have come at you or you are faced with um, a difficult situation how do you deal with that well personally instead of just reacting off the cuff now I find it much better I'll write in my notes on, on my phone about things how it makes me feel what I want to ask that person or you know so I, I my, my brain sort of dumps it all out in my notes but it is sort of like I'm writing a radio show link in my head so that I then have a pre a run it I guess like a practice of this is what I think I want to say and does that make sense oh okay no actually that's a bit I shouldn't say it in that way I should say it in this way and my like my people find it really weird when you say oh okay yeah can I just get out of my notes page <laughs> we're in the middle of a serious conversation yeah yeah can I just get out of my notes because um, there's actually a couple of things on there I'll forget to say Oh, I always do that. And also, it's light and shade. Yeah. I think we are very susceptible having quite a dark humour. I know that um, I will say to my family, they'll say, where is someone? I'll go, dead. They're dead. Oh, you're dead to me. And my sister will go, mad at me. Don't say you're dead to me. And I said, but it's just kind of a thing that we do in radio. I don't know if it's the same for you. Yeah, so yeah. You just say, oh, yeah, they're dead to me now. No, they're, they're gone. They're, they're irrelevant. I, I always will say they're irrelevant. They're irrelevant. Yeah, they're irrelevant. And it's like, be nice. I'm like, but in radio, we kind of aren't. We're, 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 we're always performing, even though at the most basic thing, you're in an empty box on your own with a microphone. Yes. We're still performing. We, we always perform. Like, my boyfriend says to me when I get home from work, and he doesn't work in the industry, does nothing, like, it's completely separate, which is lovely. But I'll say, oh, this happened. He says, can you tell me the important bits of this story, not yes. the Amy Vivian version of the story? Because <laughs> sometimes they'll take half an hour to say it. And I, at this point, he's, like, rushing out the door to do something. And he's like, just tell me what I need to know here. <laughs> It's so true. But then you can do it. You do capital. You do do speed links. So surely you can yeah, tell it in six the, seconds. Yeah, word economy. That's, and, and that's the difference. I can either be really dramatic and make a story a fair 30 minutes long or word economy. I'll tell you in six six words what I basically mean. <laughs> oh, 100%. 100%. So let's go. So we're, we're kind of jumping around a bit, which I absolutely love. But let's yeah. talk about you and capital a bit. So you did that demo at capital. What happened in that demo session? Um, I sat in the studio and literally got taught, well, got shown the machines, got shown, like, what kind of songs they play. And basically, they kind of wrote a few links out for me and put the mic up and said, let's just record it. And I went in every week for two, three months to Capital doing demos, just literally doing the same thing over and over again with different people. And then gradually I'd be left on my own to do them and... I'd, I'd be asked, like, bring your own links, and then they'd go through them of what they thought was appropriate. I remember it was July 2015, I did my first demo, 
and then I did my first show um, on the 23rd of November, 21st of November, 2015. That's how long it took to get on air, because I think people think that as well. They're going to spot you, and then immediately within the next week, you're going to be on air. Oh, yeah, it and doesn't just, happen like and that. And that just doesn't happen, no. No. And also, you demo everyone. You know, there's people who are very famous who have demos, like someone who's just walked through the door for yeah. the first time to a radio studio. Like, everyone has to do it because you need to find your own voice, which always changes. And also, you've got to fit the station brief. You know, every station's got a uh, niche. And Capital, and same with Kiss, has a very distinct station sound. You know, you know yeah. if it's Capital because, and I'm, uh, you're not going to take offense to this, I hope, but if you're listening to Capital at 10 a.m., 1 p.m., 7 p.m., 10 p.m., it should all sound seamless. You shouldn't really notice the presenter. You're listening for the music oh, first and foremost. 100%, 100%. And that we don't talk too much because it's all about the listener having, like, their experience, just listening to the songs, the songs, like, the, the songs that they like, their be- like, their favourite artists, with a little bit of humour in between it, basically. Exactly. And look, if there are other personality-led shows, you know, if you're the yeah, Chris Evans absolutely. or Chris Moyles, etc., they're personality-led. But with Capital and Heart and Kiss, it is the music first, and so you are going to be doing the speed links. But you very yeah. much have to mould yourself around the station rather than the station moulding it around you. Completely, and that's the challenge of the presenter. Well, hang on, you've got a seven-second intro. How are you going to introduce the song without it sounding boring and because basically you say the word, you say your station name, capital, at least once in it. But also, in those seven seconds, you need to put a bit of your personality across. So how do you do that? That's such a like it's a challenge, but it's an exciting challenge. Like we do it every day, and and yeah, we might talk into the same song as we show for a week. But every single time you do that, it's different. And how do you make that different? You're not saying the same words every single time. Well, exactly, and that's the thing of oh, you must get really bored playing 10 in a row. But actually, when you're doing that 10 in a row, you might, and I'm talking generic stations, let's say like Smooth, that yeah. got stations around the country. So when you're playing 10 in a row, actually as a presenter, you'll be doing the traffic and the weather for other networks. You know, you'll do it for Birmingham, yeah. then you'll do it for up north. So you're not just sitting there doing nothing always. You're always no, doing no, no. something. Yeah, exactly, exactly. We're always thinking about the next thing or getting a bit of audio that's going to be, you know, Justin Bieber just gone on TikTok Live, or I don't know, just off the top of my head, like, oh, great, let's get a little bit of that for the next link. 100%. So let's talk about you on Early Breakfast, then, because you started there, which yeah, is yeah. the early shift, you know, you're building up to the big breakfast show, and that's where you find your voice. And it's one of those places that you've got the freedom. I remember Greg James doing the Radio 1 early breakfast show, and I used to get up early, even earlier than Chris Moore's, because he used to do a song at 6.20 called The Flash Flash Song um, to the Nutcracker. Oh, yeah. uh, so what did you do to put, make your distinct mark on there? And also, what mistakes did you make? Because it's a great place to make the mistakes in a positive light. Oh, it's the best place to make the mistakes, because actually, it really makes me laugh that people call it the graveyard shift, because they actually get quite a, quite a good like listenership at that. Hour. And also, whether it's graveyard or not, you're still a network radio presenter, which goes out across the whole of the country. But it is also the perfect learning space because you can make mistakes if you press the wrong button and fire two songs at a time. You learn how to make like rectify that yourself because you're there on your own. If you go off air, if there's a technical fault, you've got to figure out how to do that, how to get yourself back on air. Like, hopefully that doesn't happen very often. But it's great for... When you first start, well, I, I, how I felt when I first started, it was like, who, who should I be on air? 
what do I do? How do I pronounce things? And then on early breakfast, as the years, as the years went on, you, you sort, sort of go, I just need to be myself. I just need to be me. Like, how I'm talking to you now is how I talk on air now. I think you're always learning, no matter what show you're on, no matter what shift you do, and no matter how many years you've been doing it, you're always learning, and you're always picking up new tricks, and you're always learning something about like, like yourself and your on-air personality. Like, my on-air personality is, it's not a version of Amy, it is Amy, but obviously it's not all of Amy. Does that make sense? Of course it does. You know, you give kind of... Because remember, whatever goes... Not you to remember, but in general, remember, whatever you say on air is going out. So it's it's very hard to remember to kind of self-edit yourself. There's certain things that you just shouldn't say on air about yourself. And also, from an Ofcom perspective, you know not to swear and you don't want to, you know, get into conflict. You know, Capital, for example, and Heart aren't radio stations that will be talking about Ukraine. In a, you know, I know Hart's done a bit about Ukraine recently, but they're not the place to bring sadness. You know, it's all supposed to be upbeat no. and happy. Completely. Like, Capital is a station. We, we say it's for escapism. People come for, for a little bit of escape. Like, the last two years since the pandemic started, that is literally what our main focus has been, to keep people positive, to keep people happy. And do you know what? It's been an absolute honour being on air. Like, they've probably been the hardest two years we've ever done as radio presenters, but... Probably the most, for me personally, the most rewarding because I feel like I really, in the last few years, have made a different level of connection with my listeners. That we got to know each other on a whole different level and really be there for each other in a time which no one had ever experienced before. Well, how did you find that presenting during the beginning, especially the beginning of about the pandemic, when you had to be really happy, but you also had the uncertainty? You know, do I go into London? Do I? broadcast from home and make it feel different do i talk to my listener as if everything's all good and you know it smokes and mirrors and outside the the world is happening but in this moment everything is absolutely fine yeah it's funny like and i think you learn as you go but like so i went home pretty much as it all kicked off because i have asthma and it was like you don't know and then so they basically said no we we don't know what this is and asthma's listed kind of thing so i did do the show from home and me and my producer at the time we had conversations like what way do we play this and actually what we realized is everyone was in this situation whether it was somebody they knew having to stay at home isolating somebody they knew had got it somebody you know they've been through unfortunately maybe one of their family members had died we're all in this together so let's be honest about that look guys i'm at home right now i am with you if you're working for home if you're out you're looking after people don't worry like we're, we're in it together and we're going to keep, like, good music coming, the sun shining. Like, remember when it all kicked off, like, it was beautiful weather for about two months straight. Exactly. And you came together as a family, and it really yeah. felt, as Capital, you were a family. Yeah. Um, I think we're really lucky at Capital that it isn't an illusion. Like, genuinely, every, we do all get on. It's not a smoke the mirrors for, for the shows or for the press. Genuinely... We all go out all the time. Two weeks ago, we had a big team passing that out. Presenters, producers, like admin stuff, we're all there. We're all having a laugh. We really are a family and we protect each other and support each other. Well, this is what you want to see. And I know there's, there's radio stations that have that conflict. We know there's radio stations where presenters don't get on. But Capital and Radio 1 as well are like Utopia. It's this happy place that you want to be part of. You want to be part of that family. And the fact that you see, for example, in your TikToks and Instagram lives and reels and stories and Sean Welby as well of all of you just mucking around yeah. in the office as much as you muck around on air. That is literally it. Like, 
I had the best job in the world. I got to go into a place and chat a load of rubbish that just have a little chat every single day with people around you that are equally as happy and three of eight, basically. And you're talking, and I'm on air talking to listeners who now I consider my, my mates. Like, we have, obviously, you all have the same. Everyone has, you have regular listeners texting every single day they're listening, like, without fail. Or you, somebody's listening for the first time and they, they share one of their stories. It's just, yeah, at Capital, we're really lucky. And we all support each other. And I think that um, that's really special. Well, in that no matter what anyone else is doing, there's always, like, a well done for, from the whole team kind of thing. Well, this is it. And also, from a bigger radio perspective, if we think 15 years ago, and I remember learning about this at university, I studied radio at Birmingham, and it was that thing of, it's very hard to think about a BBC radio presenter who has swapped to commercial radio. Everyone who worked yeah. commercial wants to go to the BBC. And, it, you know, back in the day, you know, Capital had people like Paul McKenna and Pat Sharp and Chris Moyles, etc. And they all went across to Radio 1. Martin Collins, who's now on Smooth, was at, at Capital back in the day. And then you go now and you look at people like Chris Moyles and Dev Griffin and Mr Jam and Chris Evans and they've gone from the BBC over to commercial. And I yeah. think the, the, the whole radio landscape has changed. There isn't this rivalry that used to exist. And that does give no. that family setting. Yeah, completely. And I think because everyone's sort of established where they're at and who their audience is, yeah, there's always going to be a little bit of rivalry in, like, who's got the most listeners. Everyone's still got their own brand and their own feel now, and everyone's accepting of everyone else and what they're doing. And we're always learning, like, we're going, oh, Radio 1 did this really cool thing the other day, like, yeah, like, that would help us, like, if we were to think about a different kind of feature, like, and I think that's just, I don't know, part of growing up, I guess. I think, yes, radio stations have grown up. <laughs> Well, I think that's it. And I remember listening to the Radio Today podcast from the Radio Festival and Alid Hayden-Jones was on it with Rebecca Franks, who's the head of KISS. Sorry, Alid's oh, yeah. the head of Radio 1, Rebecca's the head of KISS. And uh, Shirk Clarkson was doing the interviews. And they said that they both speak all the time. You know, Radio yeah. 1 and KISS are speaking because we're in this industry, we're in this little bubble. And yes, we've got radars, which are the audience figures, and that's how we're measured on our shows. But at the end of the day, we're all doing it for the love of the same thing. We all probably grew up listening to Chris Moore's and we all just love radio as a medium. Yeah, yeah, that, that, you, that is spot on, isn't it? So that's you and the radio side. What's next for you? Because it's very easy to say, oh, well, I work in radio, I want to go on to TV now. So do you have that TV dream or is it straight radio for you? Obviously, first and foremost, radio is my one and I want to hopefully continue to have a long career in radio. Like TV comes along, I'm n- not going to say no. I think <laughs> we all know like it's, it's a lot harder. There's a lot fewer places on TV, and yeah, I'm just sort of finding my feet about what I want to do, like where I would sit. A lot of the things that I do outside of work are to do with like being outdoors. Like I live in the countryside, all of that kind of stuff, and being gluten free. So hopefully, if I can, I can do something to do with that on TV. <laughs> And let's talk TikTok, because obviously at Capital, you're used to doing speed links, which are, you know, six seconds long. TikTok's all about the six-second videos, and then you're doing maybe a 30-second link and a 30-second video. You've gone to it like a Dr. Wilton. I'm telling you, I cannot get into TikTok, and you're just smashing it. You're on all the trends, which I know you've got to be on anyway to understand what's going on in the real world, but you're doing amazing at it. I have a love-hate relationship with TikTok, like... I think I got lucky. I, I, I think that's the truth. I got really lucky. 
and you have to be persistent with it and continuously do it. Yeah, you do have to do the trends. Um, but it's funny because actually I just do my normal life, getting up in the morning, walking the dogs and go to radio and chat. And you forget that people don't see that side of it and they don't know what goes on behind the scenes in a radio studio and they don't know what what you're doing mid-song. I, I, when you say, oh, I did the dance, are oh, you doing the dance? Or, you know, it's quite nice, actually. I love it as a platform that you get to show listeners a completely different side to, like, what uh, what is going on in the radio studio, what we're doing, but also a different side to me. I get to show another Amy Vivian. A hundred percent. And that's the other side that I love watching as well. Amy, I can't thank you enough. This has been brilliant. I love talking about radio and you've been amazing. Thank you. No, it's been brilliant. Thank you so much. That was Amy Vivian. You can hear her on Capital FM Monday to Saturday afternoons and check her out on TikTok. She's absolutely amazing. And if you enjoyed our conversation and want to hear a bit more about what it's like to work at Capital, Sean Welby was on episode 81 of Security and Secure. Go and check it out now. You've been listening to Security and Secure with me, Johnny Steve. If you like what you heard, do me a favour. Go on to Apple iTunes and leave a review and a five-star rating. Then share it on your social media. Tell people you've listened to this episode that you've learned a little bit about the radio industry. So at Johnny Seifert, at Security and Secure Podcast is where you can find me. Do go and share it. Tell people you're listening to it. Because the radio industry is fascinating, but we have so many fascinating conversations with some of your favourite celebrities that I'd love to spread the word a little bit more, and it's all down to you. And finally, subscribe to it so that it's always in your inbox, so you know every Friday when it comes out, you've got it there to listen to. Because there's so many amazing podcasts, and I can list you, you know, 20 that I listen to every week. Let's make Security and Secure part of that. Let's make Security and Secure part of that. Thank you so much for listening. I've been Johnny Sefer. Until next time, thank you and goodbye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 